0: And we are back. You it's been it a loud. long time. I said it out loud. You what? did the countdown what? out loud. Oh, I, I stopped well, doing that for now. a long time. Well, I haven't seen you for a, a week, I feel like, because you and Alyssa did that killer uh, Bachelor Award show. Um, and a shout out, if you guys haven't listened to it, there's a recipe for slut brownies. Um, <laughs> and they're delicious. There's still I've one already... left and like... I ate too many of them the oh. first time, so I have, like, PTSD, so I don't want to eat them again. If there's one left, it's probably not good anymore. Egg, like, the egg that's in there, that that goes bad. Mm. You know that. I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Oh, But, hey, gosh. dude, what's up? Well, hey, dude, so I actually took some notes, okay, because I've run into this bad habit of thinking about things that I want to talk about. And then forgetting to talk about it. So I have this little note, and it's titled HDWU, um, which is, hey, dude, what's up? That's an acronym, oh. obviously. okay. Yes. I like it. Um, that should be a so t-shirt. I got mark it down later. HDWU. Actually, that's a great fucking idea. Okay. I love it. Would we use periods or no? Like no, a period between periods. the letters? Okay. All right. Um like, what, what, what would inter- Jesus do? There's no period in that. Well, there was a question mark at the end, though. So, H- I mean, HDWU w- question mark? Question mark? Yeah. 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 Anyways, okay. Anyways, like do that. your thing. So, I got the first round of my COVID vaccine. I feel real good about that. Hashtag do your part. Hashtag stop the spread. Feel good about that. Um, I went to Taco Bell today. Shout out to the spicy potato burrito. They're back. And they're still only a dollar. They are inflation-proof, pandemic-proof, <laughs> It's like Arizona tea. You're You stole it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've been 99 uh, cents since the Reagan administration. It's true, and that's when they came out. Um, so, anyways, that that's that was pretty much all I wanted to share. Um, I had a couple of uh, like I had like 48 hours where I had some side effects of like a fever with my COVID vaccine, but my second one's scheduled for next week. Or Which week one did have, you do? Like that. I did Pfizer. I got it through CVS. Pfizer. And it was great. <laughs> Pfizer. I barely know <laughs> her. Um, <laughs> wait. Um, what was I saying? Next week. Oh, so, yeah. So, next week. But, anyways, I was off on a Monday, okay? And I got a text alert that said, CVS, now welcoming COVID patients. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. So, I click on it, and it was the vaccine, and I literally got it for the next day. So, it was perfect. It was beautiful. Um, anyways, hey dude, what is up with you, man? Looking handsome. Did you trim your beard today? No, I got a haircut the other day. Since since you oh. saw me
1: last, because Jessica said she hated my afro. Oh,
0: so, interesting. What a thing. Uh, I'm gonna have so, to divorce her.
1: I mean, it's still long here. It's just I just showered, so it's like down. Well, it looks um, good. So on the topic of fast food, I tried Wendy's breakfast today on my and? Way to work. It's pretty good, pretty damn good. They okay. are the only fast food chain that I know that sells biscuits and gravy. And Ooh. it wasn't Game changer bad. Yeah, it was It was like going to a Cracker Barrel But in my car So <laughs> it was great And I got a croissant sandwich Which was like a square croissant So I don't
0: think it's a real croissant Because <laughs> croissants aren't it, square Well, it could have It could have been a croissant That they just used like a cookie cutter And then the rest of it just got thrown away <laughs> That's stupid Anyways um, And yeah, the bis- biscuits and gravy were good I
1: did not eat them fresh Because I couldn't eat it well while driving because it was messy but it was still very good let's see anything else it was a very slow day at work when sunday i didn't do anything we ate some taco um and then tonight tomorrow's my day off and so i'm gonna go stay at Alyssa's tonight after we record in the wee hours of the night so that's it nothing nothing fun over here just working a lot
0: that's still fun and you're still handsome, and work is still work. That's good news. Shout out to having a job, right? Yeah, which is good big news. shout out. Um, we also have a wonderful new friend on the show. New friend of mine, old friend of yours. We have our dear friend, Anika hey. which she helped me pronounce it correctly. It's Monica, like in friends, but with no M. And Anika hey, dude, <laughs> what is up?
2: What's going on, dudes? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Gabe, nice to see you. Nice Nice to see you too, man. It
1: was a big, like as soon as I saw your face, I was just like, "Oh, my friend, I know her." You know, it's been at least two years. I'd say.
2: You know, I was telling actually talking to you guys before this, and um, I told you that I was doing my my homework and listening to your past podcast, and it was the one about the turtle. Reason, wait,
1: wait, hold on, hold when on. Your dog what? ate the turtle, probably that one. <laughs>
2: yeah, really that. yeah. And for some reason, I was like cracking up so hard when you're. Oh, I know where this is going, turtle, because I remembered back at Dragon Con when you yep. dressed up as Squirtle, right? Was it Squirtle? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I forgot about you were that. You on your shell, and you were on the back of your shell. Just it was great. I think I have a. Let can... somewhere. Yeah,
1: I was about to say I'm in a YouTube video somewhere. Let me see if I can <laughs> talk. And look up at the same time but
2: uh, yeah. all right well
0: while while you're looking that up <laughs> how how has your week been and give me your entire life history and friendship and spoilers for gabe's life that i can hold over his head <laughs> all in the next i don't think she like, knows that minutes. much <laughs> maybe <laughs> who knows
2: that much i mean we're, we're con buddies so we were yeah. definitely going to MegaCon orlando we did dragon con one year um we have like a really great we had a really great community of um, cosplayers that we were always around, going to every single Marvel movie together with. Um, you know, obviously. Oh
1: man, remember was... movies? <laughs> remember
2: the what?
1: I said, remember movies? Remember those
2: remember movies? I actually went. I missed those to movie... so much. I went to the movie theaters really like recently to watch Raya. There was no one in there. Oh, I'm so oh. sorry for the noise. I love on It's noise. okay. Um... I farted.
1: It was my fault. That was
0: me. <laughs> But yeah. that's a very courteous cover-up Gabe. that was nice <laughs>
2: um but yeah this week's been i mean you know it's been a week um but making the best out of it here in atlanta georgia um but yeah what's up what's, what's good what are we talking about today? this is
0: so yeah i mean in, in the spirit of really seamless segues um we're we're going to be talking about kind of the stuff that's been going on in atlanta um, the stuff going on in the country, and I think it's, it's safe to say the stuff going on in the world, mm. right? Um, so let's just give a little, we'll take a second um, to, to give some backstory on what happened this week. The, the, big, the big event that is kind of on everyone's hearts and minds right now. A, a gunman went into uh, a spa. Uh, Or or outside of a spa, it's semantics uh, in Atlanta. Three different spas. Three different spas. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, this is this is uh, I'm still have there's there's so many different details out there that I myself even have a hard time Mm -hmm. trying to figure out the exact story. Um, But the the main point is is that eight eight Asian women or was it six Asian women? (laughs) Six
2: Asian women. I I think the two others I'm not sure their ethnicities, but for sure six Asian women.
0: Uh, were shot and killed that night. Yeah, and yet it's the, not a hate crime, which is yes, outstanding. a bad. Yes, case. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, is as if the the sheer number of people in this uh, incident wasn't enough. The fact that this could be at all questioned by the gunman himself, the Atlanta Police Department, um, or any of the parties involved. And to at all that, that cast a shadow on this being a hate crime or not, I think is what what propels this mm-hmm. um, into a whole other level um, in a in a way that I I personally have not remembered in my life a way that the racism against um, Asian American and Pacific Islanders has been at the forefront. And, and this this is not something that I can remember or experience um, living in Chicago, the, the big conversation was always kind of this white on black, uh, um, not necessarily crime, but that was the, that was the divide, right? It was white, black. Yeah. Um, so Anika, walk us through a little bit just to kind of start, and we're going to touch a, t- a, t- a lot of different topics here, but walk us through your experience and feelings with this week mm-hmm. and why, why this is maybe different. Um, as well as kind of what's going through your head as we look to the future.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think how I can compare to like what I'm feeling right now. Um, so I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm originally from Orlando, Florida. And the last time I felt the way I'm feeling was when the pulse shootings happened in Orlando, Florida. Mm, mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. You know I can't I mean, I know this is my own experience and how I'm dealing with it and processing it. I don't think I've ever felt like this like scared to be in a city before. Um, you know, last or last summer, you know, Black Lives Matter. I'm attending these peaceful protests in Brooklyn. Years before that, I'm attending pride marches and um you know peaceful protests for same-sex marriages you know I went to the march for AAPI this weekend and it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that for myself for people who look like me for people who look like my mom or my dad or my sister or my cousins so I guess in a way I'm still kind of like processing how I should be feeling
0: do you, do you mind if I interrupt you just real quick are, are you part of the uh, LGBTQ+ plus community as well?
2: Um, I am not LGBTQ plus IA but I do have a lot of friends and family members who are so okay, um, okay. Know, I've been I feel like I've been advocating you know for a good chunk of my life having you know people I love being part of that community.
0: Okay so you you were coming from this place of being an ally
2: mm-hmm.
0: to where now, that's, that's kind of shifted. Maybe you could use an ally now.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think the past couple of days, right. I'm, I'm looking on social media and I'm posting as much resources as I can. Um, you know, just, just so I can have my friends understand where I'm coming from that I'm putting this information in front of you going, look at this, see this, see where I'm coming from. And it's just honestly felt like, a big hug from all my social media friends to see them like reshare that stuff and you know they themselves do their own research and posting additional resources so thank you everyone who's done that so far it's been it's been a big hug as i said
0: yeah an e-hug an e <laughs> um insta-hug yes Remarked. so let's <laughs> let's let's kind of <laughs> put that one let's, on t-shirt um, let's, too. yeah right i would like that um so let's let's kind of tackle this in like three different um like portions so let's talk mindset pre
2: mm. pre
0: occurrence this week
2: yeah
0: um pre pre hate crime mm-hmm. in atlanta um walk me through some of the Racism, bigotry, violence, obviously walk a line of whatever you feel comfortable sharing. This is a safe space, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, so so walk that line of feeling comfortable in whatever it is that you're saying. But let's talk before this event. How has racism or your culture um been impacted uh in your life? How has it manifested itself up until this point?
2: Yeah. I mean- and then
0: Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well,
2: no, no, no. I guess I'm just trying to think about this because, you know, I feel like for so long I've never really openly talked about the experiences I've had as an Asian woman, as a Filipina, um, first generation in the States. I kind of just, I guess, pre-pandemic, or not pre-pandemic, but pre-hate crime, I kind of just accepted that Asian jokes were normal. not awful? I just in my friendship circles too. And, um, you know, like jokes come out and I think I just laughed along with it because I just didn't want to make anyone else uncomfortable. But in doing that, I was extremely uncomfortable. I mean, I think it goes all the way back to honestly, when I was in grade school and power Rangers was the big show at the time and wanting to play and pink was my favorite color. And I wanted to be the pink Ranger, but I was told, no, you have to be the yellow ranger because you're yellow and you're Asian. And I've grown up just thinking that was normal. Like, I need to be this because I look like this. And it's crazy, right? Because, you know, when I look back on it, those kids were taught that from someone. You the know, maybe literal made-
1: power rangers <laughs> made the yellow ranger Asian. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been experiencing little parts of like, You know, little blips of racism directly to my face my whole life. Um, I would say the pandemic-wise, I've been lucky in my experience to not have experienced anyone like yelling at me on the streets. As I mentioned, I lived in Brooklyn for two years. I was there during like the very start of the pandemic. Um, I luckily did not have those experiences that we're hearing now in the news of people on subways, um, you know, getting stabbed or slashed across the face. My friend Bonnie, she's American Chinese living in Queens. She told me today, like just how lucky how lucky she is to have a car and have the option to not ride the subway because she's terrified. Like that would scare me putting myself in those public situations. But yeah, I guess up until now I've just been really quiet about it. And now that unfortunately these hate crimes have happened, I feel like I need to be loud. I need to talk about my experiences and I need to tell everyone. My friends, people who don't know me yet, like no Asian jokes aren't funny. I'm not gonna laugh at that anymore. You know. There's What's
1: let me ask a question really quick. Yeah. What's it been like in the city, like right now? Because Mm -hmm. in where I live in Polk County, when Black Lives Matter was happening, it was like split. Like Mm -hmm. some people were like yay, and other people were like boo. So has it been pretty much? all yay or has it have you seen any pushback at all from people
2: um i haven't seen pushback i mean i know what you're talking about like the whole it was very divided yeah last summer which is crazy it's like of course black lives matter like anyone that was saying it doesn't like sorry i don't even know if this is gonna be on camera but like those aren't my people you know um (laughs) (laughs) but um no here i to be honest with you i haven't really left my house much and that's just You know, the past couple of days have been really scary for me to like, first off, just know that what I've seen in my neighborhood, there's not a lot of Asian people. So I stick out already. So my fear is I would go out on my own and maybe that one person who just absolutely hates Asian people is going to be out there and see me.
1: Had a bad day. and
2: Yeah. And have a bad day. So, um, I think at least from this weekend, it seems very supportive that people, you know, are against these hate crimes. Um, And then tomorrow, actually, there's a couple of events that are supporting Asian businesses, which a couple of my friends are going to be supportive and come with me. So um, it seems overall, at least from what I see, that it's very supportive
0: so there's there's a couple there's two things that i want to tackle off of what you said and i want to preface that by saying having a bad day is not an excuse to kill anyone mm. can i think i think we can all be in agreement with that yeah. um yeah. like gabe and i lived together and we had plenty of bad days and never <laughs> had once one really did I think, day. <laughs> and never once did i think gabe i would like to kill you well spike ball like, was uh <laughs> with a hard day for us <laughs> That was a hard day. the uh, The rest of that day was a lot of fun. I think we ended up drinking quite a bit. That we got night. out of it. We got over um, really quick. <laughs> yeah, it was very quick. It was like once we had lost and we got shut out completely we got embarrassed by freaking Markman. Anyway. Oh, okay. Anyways, so I I also just so you know, Annika, I'm I'm writing notes here so mm-hmm. I don't forget the questions that I want to come back to. Um, and also Gabe and I are texting each other so that we're not interrupting. Uh, uh when we're trying to be topical. So if you see me texting, I promise it's for the podcast. Okay. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about that I'm, I'm hoping Gabe, you can, you can share some insight, uh, in addition to Annika's perspective is she talked about the jokes from friends growing up. And I know that you've talked a little bit about that. Um, also being, um, someone who isn't, uh, I know we, we used the term for a while there, there was uh, a non-black person of color, mm-hmm. right? And I think we, we just can agree that anyone who's not white right now needs needs a little bit of love. So someone who's in from one minority to the next, share some of your perspective, if you don't mind, Gabe, on, on what that meant growing up and how you think systemically that was, it, it may have felt like, oh, up until this point, that those jokes were okay. Yeah, my I went to a very Southern Baptist school, so
1: my... Um, idea with racism was
0: probably a lot different
1: than, or what I accepted was a lot different than what people probably in other school systems may have expected or um, allowed. Like, I think I showed you my yearbook. I had, like, Beaner and Wetback ri- written in it <laughs> my one year, and I didn't even think there was anything wrong with it. Like, I was just like, oh, it's just a joke, whatever. Um, And so I don't have it. I don't think those k- kids meant what they... I don't think they meant hatred with it. They were, you know, teenagers. The issue that I'm seeing as an adult is that school didn't do anything about it. Cuz it was brought to their attention and as far as I know, there was no no punishments or anything, which is kind of as an adult now, it's a little ridiculous. So, yeah, I'm only now just kind of coming to my terms with what racism is to me and I'm understanding like I just thought everyone was nervous when I get really anxious when a police car is behind me. Not because I think they're going to do anything or anything like that. It's just I thought that was just normal for people. Like, I have friends who I won't name who will just drive around with expired tags or, you know, like a headlight that's out for however, however long. And I'm like, I don't want to give them any reason to pull me over. And I just thought that was just normal. And the more I talk to people and the more, like, the last couple of years, either just becoming normal conversations, which I think it's good. I'm realizing like oh that's not how everybody feels like that's just something that might be a problem that
0: might need to be talked about you know Well yeah and to Annika's point too like you said yourself that was learned from somewhere
1: mm-hmm. like
0: in in no world should a kid tell you you can't be the pink ranger because the yellow ranger is the asian one yeah. like so I, before I get into my next question, from what you had said, Anika, what do you think we need to do to tackle some of the systemic um, racism that's built into just stereotypes or like our, our future children? Uh-huh. And how do we tackle that point?
2: I mean, I think first and foremost, just conversations, right? Conversations between parents and child. Also just Asian represent uh, representation. <laughs> Like in entertainment, like I'm trying to think of actually, it was. Do you guys remember that movie, Lucky Number Sloven with Josh Hartnett and Lucy? No, I, I remember it. They never saw it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen Lucy Liu, Asian woman, play a main character that wasn't this Asian stereotype. She was just a character. She was Josh Hartnett's neighbor, and there was nothing about her that made me go, oh, she's a typical Asian girl, you know? but I definitely think better representation of Asians and not just one specific group of Asians. Um, You know, I'm talking about Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think now, like, has there ever been a main character that I've seen that looks like me? I I mean, with the exception of Raya, the new Disney princess, but Yeah. yeah, better representation, I think would be a great way to a better future when it comes to just having you know kids grow up in an environment where people who look like me are painted one way
1: yeah and I think there was a small step forward a couple years back with representation um because I think the best comedy in recent years has been Crazy Rich Asians
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I think that's a, I love rom-coms already and yeah, that movie's just a good movie. fantastic <laughs> but yeah it's like it shouldn't have to be forced like that like to be like all right well we have to get an asian director because they're gonna get they the only ones that are gonna get a complete asian cast like just Mm -hmm. cast whoever i don't know it comes there's a lot of issues right now Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't just be like all right we're doing a movie about an asian family so let's get a bunch of asians and let's put them in this movie it could be like okay we need to cast a lead in this action movie they can be any ethnicity that's the best actress, you know? I would
2: love to be a superhero, main superhero in a movie. Can you imagine me? Someone yeah. Looks me, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so you, you bring up a really good point too there where like the, the word Asian is so encompassing. And I think that, so I'm, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here and, and talk a little bit about the term that I think white people are afraid to say and say white privilege. Um, so I, growing up, was experienced with a lot of different communities and cultures, but I never realized what it meant to be white, truly, ex- uh, until probably the last eight to ten years, okay? This is probably where I've started to learn, like, 16 and on. And I remember I had a job, I was working at Finish Line, and one of my co-workers was Filipino, and... That was the first time in my life, at at the age of I think seventeen, learning that Filipino Filipinos mm-hmm. are Asians, mm-hmm. and under under kind of this huge broad umbrella that we 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 I think forget how diverse and rich the Asian culture truly is. Yeah. So how do we how do we tackle those barriers? Um, and how do we? How do we educate people on the spectrum and the scope of such a diverse range of cultures?
2: Well, first, before, I guess, something that just, like, church, like popped in my head when you said that is know that there's, when you say Asian, you're represent. there's so many different types of Asians, right?
0: So many. So, so many. many.
2: I think, I just want to, like, say one of the things that, I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but for me, I think hate I hate when people come up to me and try to guess what ethnicity I am. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to for people to assume my ethnicity. Like I, I don't know. I find that very offensive when people come up to me and they're like, oh, are you Vietnamese? Oh, are you Chinese? And it's just like how I feel is like, oh, you must just think all of us look the same, you know? Um
0: That's that's what I hear when you say that. Yeah. Is I, I I can take three guesses and I've got it or, or some, or even that's like, that's Yeah. I was like even
2: guessing. I don't know. Okay. I got to tell you a story when I was in New York.
0: Please I, do. Yeah. It was like pre-pandemic, <laughs>
2: well, obviously I was at a bar. I was probably waiting for my friends and then this guy comes up and he's like, are you Filipino? And I, I didn't, I was like, yeah. And he goes, Oh yes. And he turns to his friends. He's like five points. I got it right.
1: <laughs> well, that's just silly.
2: I don't even know. Like, I don't. How am I supposed to react to that? I don't, what I don't know. What did you say? <laughs> I probably made this face, and I, <laughs> I don't know. Is
0: it safe to assume that this was like a tall frat white guy? Yeah, like, with, his hat, with his hat backwards. <laughs>
2: yeah, that that type. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean. <sighs> I'm pretty sure he's the same guy that followed up with like, "Oh, my best friend's Filipino. Um, do you know him? You know, uh, I can't. That's also- do you know him? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you'd be surprised. It happens more, especially honestly. Sorry, Orlando, but it does happen in Orlando because I mean, it is a big city, but it feels like a small town. Yeah, and
1: it's all the theme so, parks.
2: People just assume that we all know each other. Like, no, that- it doesn't work that way. But sorry, to your original question is like. repeat the question again i'm sorry i like went off on a rant
0: (laughs) honestly i'm so far i don't even remember what the question was but i this this is what happens on the podcast uh so i i welcome the rant and i welcome the story this is this is the good stuff this is the good content
2: heated up you know i hate it i can't stand when people ask me what what are you and where are you from because i'm not going to give you the answer you're probably trying to get you know and what are you? I can answer that so many different ways, right? What are you, Gabe?
1: Yeah, I'm. What am I?
2: Yeah. What are like, you? Are you?
1: Are you actually asking?
2: Exactly. See, you don't know. That
1: okay. It. <laughs> you know, yeah, it just comes across very. Uh, what brand of brown are you, sir?
2: Like, yeah, I'd I mean, like to know. I started answering it with like, uh, I'm female. I'm. I don't know. I I'm a- And I'm
0: sure he was like, "No, no, no. <laughs> but like what are, are you?" are
2: you? <laughs> uh. Or like, "Where are you <laughs> from?" <laughs> uh, I'm from Orlando. I'm from LA. No, but where are you from? I hate that. He's never ever asked me that ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's I means to ask you.
0: Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you? Oh, um <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. I think I, I, remembering the question, it was, um, how do we educate people on the scope and the richness that the term, like it's, it's, it's like, uh, what's the meme going around right now with, um, uh, agent Wu ironically from WandaVision. That's an oversimplification, Mm -hmm. but sure. (laughs) Uh, so the oversimplified Asian, Mm -hmm. how do we, how do we incorporate, um, Just educating ourselves, or how do we really come to learn that there is so much richness and diversity in that one singular word that, like, we just can't even wrap our heads around?
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess just do your research. Like, look at a map of Asia. There's so many different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Read a book, you fucking nerds.
2: Yeah, educate yourself. I don't know. Look at a map. There's so many different countries in Asia.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay.
2: Sorry, Carmen. I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for. Yeah,
0: I think it's the That's the
2: answer exact answer
0: that I wanted. That's all I want. That's that's perfect. Go ahead, Gabe. I'm sorry. No,
1: I was going to I think there are I think a lot of this is just coming from ignorance and mm-hmm. not understanding. Like, I think there are polite ways to ask somebody where where they're from. But I mean, it shouldn't be never... One, it should never be the first thing you ask somebody.
2: Yeah. I and think. also, can I ask, Gabe, like, when you're saying where are you from, are you trying to find out exactly, like, where they are from? Or are you trying to find out what their ethnicity is?
0: Yeah. it's It goes back both Two totally yeah. different things. Yeah. Those are completely different things, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: If you were to ask me where I'm from... If, if someone in Atlanta went, where are you from? I would say, Oh, I'm from Orlando. I just moved yeah. here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so many months. The
1: same thing in, in Florida, because it's such a tourist state, mm-hmm. you assume they're saying like, Oh, you're in the parks. Where are you from? Yeah. And you say like Wisconsin or where, or, or we're locals, you know, nobody. So it's where there's, there's has to be a, a more literal question
0: <laughs> that is more polite Yeah, that's like someone saying, Carmen, where are you from? Well, I'm Italian, German, English and Irish. Is that what you were asking? Because I assumed right away.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, also, like, I know I've had this conversation with a couple of my friends in the AAPI community. And, you know, I've asked them, like, how do you feel about that question? And I wouldn't say like, everyone is offended. It's definitely a trigger for me. But I don't know, I just feel like there's other ways that you can ask. it, And also, you have to think for a second like why am i asking this like why is it so important that i find out this person's ethnicity i don't know it just also who are the people
1: that can't read the room to where once once you say where you're from you say orlando that they're not just dropping the (laughs) dropping (laughs) the question you know (laughs) that was good but really where are you from (laughs) wink
0: um (laughs) i assure you i assure you they are white people um so i want to also follow up this is going back a couple minutes now Mm -hmm. um you were talking about like pre-pandemic life and like current pandemic life Mm -hmm. um but i think we should also have this conversation while addressing another big elephant in the room of our president the last four years did not do much to aid uh the, the 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 racial divide saying things like the china virus kung flu um the asian flu so what have you experienced anyone saying those kind of things to you or has has luckily thank god that been something that you have not had to personally endure?
2: oh yeah no i personally have not dealt with that thank goodness you know like i don't know how i would react if someone said that to me like in all serious but no i've been lucky enough to not have anyone come at me like that
1: what, I what goes personally through? feel like he hit th- that narrative that he put on it is directly responsible for what happened?
2: Oh, absolutely. I feel like
1: this is 100% his fault. I agree. And you can quote me on that.
2: <laughs> I think he definitely like amplified it, right? I think there are people in this country who were just scared of people that don't look like them, you know? And, you know, he kind of like fed into their fears. And then just amplified it a little bit more, like let some fire under there. Now they're actually acting out this hate on people in, you know, the Asian and Pacific Islander community.
0: So let's let's um let's come out of of the pandemic here, hopefully hopefully for good over these next couple of weeks and months. Um, but let's fast forward to to this week. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what went through your head when you heard the news of this, of this hate crime, um, and not, not just, this didn't take place over on the other side of the country. This didn't take place in, uh, an Asian rich community like a Chicago or a San Francisco. Um, this took place in your backyard in Atlanta. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What was going through your head?
2: Well, first that night, my roommate said, Oh no, there's been a shooting and you know i mean the area of atlanta i live in i have this app called citizen that lets me know when like any kind of reports have been you know sent in so i'm just thinking oh great another shooting and then i'm like oh is it near our house like where where's the shooting he's like at a couple like like massage salons like like several asian people were killed mm-hmm. and i think when he said that i kind of just like had a moment where i was just like oh And then just like went into my room because I just didn't know how to react to it. And the next morning, I wake up and I had like all these text messages in my phone. I had a ton of messages on Instagram of people just asking me if I was okay. And like, am I close to the shooting? And I think that's when it started to feel more real was when people started like checking in on me because maybe I was just in a state of disbelief like that something like this happened so close to me. And then also that it was targeted at women who kind of look like me, you know? And yeah, it was definitely scary. I I mean, as I mentioned earlier, it's been really hard to like go out in public by myself. Like I definitely at that point right now where if I need to go grocery shopping, I call up one of my friends to see if they can just come with me because I'm just so scared. Honestly, it's sad, but Scared that, like that one person that just hates Asian women, or just like super Trump supporter, you know, that believes that I'm one of the people that brought the COVID here is gonna come at me, sucker punch me, stab me, you know? Scary.
0: It's it's something that, so I Gabe and I have also had uh, we had done an episode um, talking a little bit about as men. We will never understand having to like walk to your car with your keys in your hand or pepper spray um, or, or some sort of weapon to fend off an attacker, right? So, one, you're a woman. Two, you're a woman of Asian descent. It's, I can't even imagine the thought processes that, especially this week, but over your entire life, you've had to kind of always be on this defensive. Um, so what are some of the things that you've had to think or, or what are some of, uh, you know, you had mentioned asking someone else to come with you to, to get groceries? What are some of the other safeguards that you yourself feel you need to, um, to to get through the day just just to be able to live right now?
2: Yeah, I mean. I was already not going out as much because we are still in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) But now on top of that, I got to layer this stuff in. And, you know, I think just definitely just making sure I have someone with me, like when I'm out in public, being extremely aware of my surroundings, um, which is, it's so stressful. Like I can't just enjoy where I am sometimes if I'm out, like I'm constantly just looking around and make sure that like, I see faces. And if anyone's looking at me really, really, it's, it's tough. It's definitely going to take, you know, some time before I can hopefully feel somewhat normal again. But yeah, I think, especially right now, like in Atlanta, right, I'm feeling this like heaviness. I, I do have plans to move back to Orlando and not to say it's safe anywhere. But I don't know, I just need to be with my friends and my family again.
0: And I think that'll make me feel a lot better too. There, there was this quote that I'm, I'm, I was trying to find here and I'm, I'm going to botch it, but I'm going to paraphrase NBA star Jeremy Lin um, had talked about how the the racism is, is coming in a way where it's people are telling people of Asian uh, heritage Mm -hmm. to put your head down. Mm -hmm. Don't complain about the racism. Mm -hmm. Like it's, is that something that you've had to face question mark? Additionally, what are your thoughts on a comment like that or a mentality like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's going to be dealing with this their own way. Um, I personally have been always the loudest, at least to people that I don't know. Right. Like we mentioned if someone were to come up to me and ask me, these questions I don't like, um, I'm, I would say something. I think it's more of like my friends, like my close friends who may say something. And then all of a sudden I feel like I need to like be quiet about it because I don't want it to be awkward. And I think my whole life, right. Like in those specific situations, like I've been really quiet about it because I don't want to make it a big deal. And that's bad. I definitely don't need to be doing that anymore. But to Jeremy Lin's point, like, I guess it just really depends like where you are right now, like how you're processing all of these different events going on around us. So I get it. I'm just not in that position. I'm going to talk straight up now, not letting any of that stuff slide.
0: As you should. I, I agree. Um, Gabe, I want to, I want to, to kind of rope you in a little bit on this um, because there's in doing some of the research going like, combing through social media some of the best of the worst of, and some of those in-between comments. Um, I, I should have taken a screenshot, but someone on Twitter had said um, Asians need to be doing what Hispanic people have been doing and not talking about race right now. So as, as a man of Hispanic heritage and a heritage uh, of a uh, uh, descent, that was like the hardest word I've ever had to say in my entire life. That just would not come out. Um, what, what's going through your head when you hear about an attack like this? That, you know, eventually
1: it'll happen to us, you know, it's sad, but it's nobody. It, it, it's if you feel safe as a person of color, then it's, I don't understand how, um, because nothing especially when no they're not deeming it what it is <clears throat> and I'm not I said this about Trump at when he says stupid stuff too. I don't consider myself a great speaker at all even though I have this stupid microphone in front of me. Like anybody can buy a microphone, but the way like people have people prefer, prepare these statements, people in charge and say things like good people or bad day to defend stuff like this and so it's it's, how are we supposed to think it's going to stop when it's not being condemned for when it happens and so yes it has i don't in my recent memory i don't i can't think of anything to this extent happening to to me the the most racist thing i saw like to a magnitude of that nature was when ricky uh mark anthony sang the national anthem at the world series and everybody was like why is the Spanish guy singing the national anthem at the fucking world series? Do you remember that Carmen? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I literally just remembered that as you were saying it, I had completely blocked that out of my memory. Yeah.
1: A Puerto Rican, you know, from a U.S. owned territory saying the national anthem, but whatever. And so that's, and that wasn't even an attack. That's just something that was the biggest, like, okay, what the fuck moment for, for my people. Um, so that's that's really as sad as it is. All I can think of is like, okay, well, hopefully, I'm I'm not when we're next in that area, and hopefully, I can just stay. And luckily, I'm different too. Like I'm, people don't look at me and think I can attack that guy. I'm a relatively bigger guy, and so like that helps to some degree. But if I don't have a weapon on me, like what's what's that? Guy? I can't punch a bullet, <laughs> you know. So that's. I don't think about it often. Like it's not something that affects me day to day, but that's something that's in the back of my mind. Like, okay, well, like nothing's going to change. It doesn't feel like that because nobody, nobody in a position of power is doing anything to make it change.
0: Right. And also I, I, I just like got goosebumps and I was like, I, I was getting a little bit misty-eyed there. I thought of someone walking into your store and shooting you because of the color of your skin. And I, like, I got choked up a little bit there. Um, and I just want to take the second and say I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. Um, Sorry. You um, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <clears throat> that, I'm, I'm, like, choked up. Okay.
2: Actually, uh, you know, can I say mean, something, Carmen? I yes. just want to say, like, what you just experienced there, right? Like, you feeling, like, you envisioning, right? Or just, like, the thought of, you know, someone acting – full on doing a hate crime on someone that you know, right? Like, I think we need to like think of stuff like this when we hear stuff like this on the news, right? We're so desensitized at this point, like, oh, another mass shooting. But I think we all need to take a second and be like, wow, that could have been Annika, you know, or that could have been Gabe, that, that could have been Carmen. Like this is someone's mom. This is someone's aunt. This is someone that was really important to their lives. Like, I think that's what's missing a little bit, honestly, when when we see these
0: things on the news is just empathy just yeah yeah it's it's not this us versus them it's that us thinking about oh my gosh what if this happened to them Mm -hmm. right um so that's i think a culture change that needs a mentality change that needs to happen i don't know how um, and, I, and, you know, the three of us aren't going to be able to do it alone. Um, it's going to require so many more people coming together and doing that. Um, but I think you bring up a really incredible point of um, I think that's one of the biggest reasons I was able to like having having police officers in my family. I was able to look at the Black Lives Matter movement as not a Black Lives Matter needing to be responded to with the blue lives matter thing. That was never something that even began to cross my mind because where I grew up, where I went to school, my community, um, there were a lot of times where I was the minority and the, I think that allowed me to go, no, right. Like black lives matter. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm nervous for the other shoe to drop. where now the AAPI lives matter or I, I mean there's not a, a specific movement title that I, I can think of right now correct me if, if you know of one um, but I'm i don't like
2: stop asian hate everyone. okay yeah.
0: so i'm 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 scared thinking of the other shoe to drop of of people going oh but yeah stop asian hate but remember blue lives still matter guys blue lives are blue lives the cop the cop what about the cop you know like and fortunately for us that this was not A police officer, Mm -hmm. um, this was another civilian, which I guess makes it, I can't even rationalize it it, uh, to say it makes it better, because it's still just so much worse, Um, because I think the difference of these two crimes, podcast burp, there it is, (laughs) um, of an officer killing someone, my gosh, someone like George Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and also that smelled horrible. Um, I think, you know, a difference is it's a different manifestation of systemic racism. Mm -hmm. So you have this civilian man, this regular everyday Joe Schmo, killing these Asian women versus an officer who's trained to protect the law killing this black man. Both are incredibly heartless, soulless, disgusting acts. Where do we create the the how do we focus the future to make it so neither of these happen to people of Asian descent, not from an officer, mm-hmm. not from a civilian. How do we fix this mentally? moving forward, not, not fix it. I I guess fix it is too strong of a word, but how do we change the narrative? How do we change education? How do we start to make the world a better place?
2: Yeah. I mean, conversations, I can't say how important that is, you know, to have these conversations as uncomfortable as they make you or your family members who probably doesn't look at this as like a big issue, but like having these conversations with people and then also, I don't know, I can't remember honestly in grade school, middle school or high school learning anything about you know Asian culture. I I think some of my friends majored in it in college, but <laughs> but I don't remember too much actually about learning about it and I think it's really important for people to understand you know we're I'm just as American as anyone. I was born here you know I, my whole life has been here. I think for us to like go back in school for kids now to like learn about all kinds of people that make up America would definitely be a step in the right direction representation.
0: Yeah. I, so as you're saying that, I'm trying to think back to on like my education and there, there are three things that stand out of, of Asian history that, that I can think of. And it's world war II. The Korean War and the Vietnam War. I am hard pressed off the top of my head without giving it more thought than this exact moment to think of Asian history and how it's portrayed in in school. Yeah. I never... This is my first time having that realization. Yeah. So representation all the way down to even the educational system. Absolutely. Needs reform. Yeah.
2: There's so many different types of people that make up America, I think it's worth just kind of just introducing that to kids, right? Letting them know like American history isn't just white people, you know, tons of different people make up America. It's worth learning about.
0: Uh, Gabe, I know we had, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Perfect. I was just, go ahead. I was going to just say, I was, so I should have said this
1: in, H-D-W-U, whatever, what'd you call it? H-D-W-U?
0: <laughs> H-D-W-U, question mark, with okay. no periods. Okay, yeah, I'm against those. Um.
1: My father was killed by a period. Um, so <laughs> I, I went on a bike ride yesterday that was supposed to be just like a quick little bike ride, but then I made a wrong turn, and it ended up going like way too long. Like, I ended up doing like almost eight miles, and the goal was just to be like 30 minutes or so, and then like, I made a I made a turn that I thought was just gonna take me like I thought it was gonna be a nice little circle,
0: but no, it ended up going like
1: like all these weird directions, and I was like,
0: "Hello, I'm lost." I, I, I want to point out that we were able to see Gabe's hand move, but if you were listening to this with no no video, he did like a figure eight, and it was like yeah. a he mountain. Imagine
2: what this was.
0: Yeah,
1: it just, <laughs> I just made a wrong turn. It's that's the premise. <laughs> And, like, I just had a lot of bike thoughts because my phone was in my pocket and I just wasn't fidgeting with anything. I was listening to a podcast, but, like, zoning out. Was it
0: called – we we got to do a podcast called Bike Thoughts where we just oh. record a podcast while on a bike.
1: <laughs> well, you need to get a bike then.
0: Well, you could probably – you could on rent it. one in Chicago. On um, it. Yeah, on
1: it, on the bike. And so I was thinking, I was like – sometimes I'll think of stuff and I'll be like, oh, that will be a good bit. And I was dr- – they on my bike and I was like – I saw flags. And I saw them at a half half mask, but mm-hmm. and that's what that's why it drew my attention. And I was thinking like, okay, why are they half masked? And it brought me my attention to the the attacks. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, do you remember the Pledge of Allegiance? And I was like, why do we do that? And I was like, this, people. I'm not this this was in the bit. I don't mean this right like a hundred thousand percent. But I was like, white males are more committed to the the country than their wives. Like, Some of
0: them <laughs> like I they don't don't rope me in with that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like they literally
1: say the pledge of like if you really break down, I pledge allegiance to anything. That is like a vow. That's like a sacred vow. And like it just blew my mind that as children we were just like I pledge allegiance to the, you know like robots. Like yeah, not like even knowing what
0: children drone. I'm not
1: saying don't say the pledge of allegiance, but like it just was a weird thing in my head and like it just made me think of it because we were talking about school and how we're not taught I we're taught the
2: things we were told to do yeah yeah
1: exactly and like i to your point too i do think the education system should be adjusted to some degree Yeah. to kind of change our view on what america actually is because we see a lot of the the like i only was taught about leaders that were you know I didn't see any African-American leaders or Hispanic leaders or Asian leaders, anything different other than a white leader in my textbooks. Mm-hmm. And as an impressionable child, what are they like going to think of that? If all, all the leaders we see are, look like Carmen and not look like Annika or Gabe, you know, <laughs> that plays a bigger role than I think a lot of things. Like kids, kids need to be taught
0: different perspectives I also just want to point out that there has not been an American president with a beard uh, for a long time, Gabe. <laughs> when was the last one? So... <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm going to Google this right now. Has there ever right been now. a president with
1: a beard? Oh, yeah. I can't think of one. Like, um, while they were also, in office? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, like yeah, know. like those
0: fucking mutton chop bullshits. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> But also, Thinking like, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt had, like, a a mustache. You like, he looked like Ron Swanson. Bring back um, the beard. Trump would look fucking um, stupid with a beard. Well, he looks stupid he looks no matter stupid what. Looks
2: stupid with his hair right
0: now. Yes. Um, Last. So, uh, what President. was I going to say? I was good, and, and I know that you were saying. <laughs> I know that you were saying. Obviously, uh, that.
2: Yeah,
0: Abraham okay, Lincoln. Yes. Oh, on one of the greatest of all presidents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> one of the least one of the least racist presidents um <laughs> yeah, so probably, probably stand up he had a beard yeah. and he had a beard i'm thinking that's the correlation from now the on more we should the more beard you have the more beard you have the less racist you are that's I'm magnolo gonna, rodriguez 2040 you know what buddy rodriguez magnolo oh wow yeah he's got some goosebumps <laughs> representation buddy um what was I I was going to say? Oh, so you know, you, you bring up a good thing about the flag and I and I want to take this back. This is going to go back a couple years now with with this with this topic. Um I think, you know, I I had a conversation with my with my little brother Michael who is uh, 8 years younger than me, 9 years younger than me. And we were we were driving somewhere and we were making fun of that demographic of like deep south white Proud Boys that are like, ah, flag, ah, America, right? Because there's this very misguided sense of patriotism, right? And I think that goes back to the whole mindless, I uh, pledge allegiance, mindless drone thing. And I think the one of the pioneers of this, I don't want to salute a flag that does not represent me, goes back to someone like Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. and I am proud to have one. I don't really care too much about football, but I became very interested in, in that story and that message. Um, but I think we're coming in our time of our lives where our generation is going to help shape the education system and the narrative that is going to be passed down to our children because already school curriculums curriculums are being rewritten with more African-American representation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: more black leaders and how they impacted the country. I think that we have a long way to go still. And I think that we have more room obviously for Asian representation, Hispanic representation. Um, so what are some of the things that you would wanna see Annika and, and then Gabe chime in as well, please. Um, in when you think of your children's future uh, education system, what are the things that you want them to be taught about? Um, Not just what you could pass on of your heritage to your children through your family one-on-one, but what would you want an entire generation of children to know about the Asian community, the Hispanic community?
2: I mean, I guess like, honestly, like what's going on right now, right? Right. Like, this is the kind of stuff that I think children need to know about Mm -hmm. that in the year 2021, we're still experiencing stuff that happened years and years ago, you know, people still hated people who didn't look like them. And this is what happened. And I think there's a lot to be said and a lot to be learned of our history. It just keeps repeating itself. And I really hope like high hopes fingers crossed that the next generation our kids right won't let stuff like that happen because they've seen it they grew up with it you know i don't know what do you think gabe
1: yeah i don't know i'm still stuck on the the school thing because now i'm thinking of like fucking cursive writing and other useless stuff i learned in school when i could have been learning like a just i don't think it needs to go past elementary school level even to middle school but just some sort of like class that would benefit, you know, just a culture class or whatever you want to call it um that goes into just all the different cultures that are in the states and just in the world to kind of cuz we're fucking laughing stocks when it comes to like the our knowledge of other countries and every other country is bilingual as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Bilingual AF because we are like so behind there yet Like, I don't know, the narrative just always is from the the people you were making fun of, you and Michael in the car ride, or are so proud to be here. Yet, personally, like, I see all these other countries, they all speak, like, two to three, sometimes five languages. They all know way more about the world. Like, those clips when you ask any American on the street to name just the continents, and they're just like, uh, uh, Canada? And it's just like <laughs> people on the other side of the world are just like, oh, my God, Americans are so dumb. Just something – I just think like a culture class instead of the nonsense that – the stupid stuff we were taught. Were taught. I'm not saying there's no place for cursive writing because it's pretty and it could be taught in an art class maybe. But <laughs> it doesn't need to be taught mandatorily like growing up in elementary school. I can't think of anything other than Curse of writing. I'm just really grinding my gears on Curse of writing. Like,
0: <laughs> it's great, but like, what's important? Right right <laughs> <laughs> my father was killed by a serial killer who wrote his his death confession in, <laughs> in Curse of writing. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a good point for, uh, that both you guys have. I I think the the thing for me that I hope, um, if if I was ever in a situation where I could create a fingerprint on like the the curriculum that was approved by the secretary of education at the highest level that was mandatory in all schools. It would be what each um, culture brought to America, because you can't call America a melting pot and then focus on white history. We know about the peanut. We know that. (laughs) Thanks George Washington Carver. (laughs) He probably originally only got into a history book because. Accident because they the... thought it was George Washington. Exactly. Um, Somebody fucked up. Someone fucked up. And now we know that this black genius created like, I think he had like 300 something patents. It yeah. was absurd. It was uh, absurd. Obscene. Absurd is not a word. I'm an idiot. Um, okay. So moving forward, what kind of resources do you have that you could recommend to someone uh, one who wants to be an ally? Mm -hmm. Okay. And number two, there's three things. So let's answer these. We could answer these separately or, or, or not, but we're going to take this one step at a time. What resources would you want to give to someone who, who wants to be an ally? Um, How, how can someone approach being an ally Uh, and someone who still, you know, you know, how can we as allies, uh I'm as, as safe to assume that we all know that Gabe and I are our allies right um how can we better assist in the education process so that's kind of like a three-headed monster of a question tackle it however you want but this is kind of your open open floor teach us a couple things here
2: <laughs> okay i'm going to try to remember all the questions you just asked
0: <laughs> that's okay <laughs> I, I i've already forgotten them yeah, um, just answer whatever you remember
2: okay some resources <laughs> I mean, everyone's on social media. There's so many different resources, so many great, um, you know, people in the Asian community that you could be following right now. Um, I don't know how we do this via podcast. I don't have them at the top of my head, but maybe I can share them with you guys afterwards. We can tag
1: them in the the show notes.
2: Okay, perfect. In the description. Um, Another thing I would say is just for those who, you know, want to be better allies, I've said this several times in the podcast, which is really just having these conversations, right? Just making sure it's not forgotten in that when you look at me or you look at another Asian person or a person of color, know that our experiences are not going to be the same as yours, you know? Um, What else? Oh, uh, another thing I want to put out there, if you can and you have the means to do so, please visit the, um, the fundraiser I'm trying to remember the name of it for the, the victim's uh, families who are trying to save up money for the funerals. Let me see if I can find that link for you. If Um, you can't
0: find it uh, in this exact moment, we'll make sure to post it in the comments. Find GoFundMe
2: link, but anything you do to help, like, God, these, these kids lost their, their moms, you know, and for some of them, all they had was their mom. So now you have, you know, big brother acting as, the parental figure in the household um so anything you do there to help but yeah i mean just to repeat just have these conversations you know listen to us that's another thing my friend amy she's very vocal on social media and i love her and you know what she always says like if you really want to be an ally just listen to us you know just hear our stories and know that we're coming from a place of hurt and you know if you're a friend like help us validate that. Like right now I'm scared and angry. And, you know, I definitely don't need someone going, Oh, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. You know, because can we, can we actually like, can you promise me that we don't know? Just let me know that. Let us know that our feelings are are valid and, and just listen to us. That being the most important thing.
0: Can I, can I ask kind of one, one real tough question that I just thought of when you were, when you were talking here? Sure. If if you don't have a, a complete answer, that's okay. Cause, Cause it may, it may be a stumper.
2: Okay.
0: If you are, if you are in a position where you're having a conversation with someone and it's focused on hashtag stop Asian hate mm-hmm. and someone comes up to you and says, but black lives matter, how do you handle a conversation like that?
2: Hmm.
0: And this is not to say yeah. that I think that this is going to happen. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I'm sure that there is going to be a white instigator out there going, oh, calm down, Black Lives Matter, because that's something that us idiots would do, right? How does that conversation look in your head as a hypothetical?
2: Yeah, I mean, if someone were to come up and say Black Lives Matter, of course, of course Black Lives Matters. you know, I don't argue that at all. think we're all kind of hurting right now right and so who am I to like argue on that someone came up to me and said that I guess my first reaction would to be to hear their story you know yeah of course Mm -hmm. black might Mm -hmm. yeah black lives matter like what's going on like talk to me about your pain like what's going on because we may have something a little bit more in common you know I'm not going to take that person saying that as a um, as an argument I'm going to take that as a yeah, let's connect on this because yes, I agree. Black lives matter.
0: I agree. I, I, I believe that these two movements can, can live together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that the blue lives matter movement cannot. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't. Um, and I don't want to see anyone start out here saying white lives matter oh, because God. I'll kick them in the face. Um, <laughs> um I'll kick him right in the face. Size 12, right into your mouth. Um, uh, so, so what else, what else do you want to share? How, how do you want to wrap this up? What final thoughts do you have feelings, emotions, um, anything else that is important information that you, 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 yourself feel needs to be shared on this platform.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but like, know check your privilege you know um I mentioned earlier my friend Bonnie who lives in New York like she was telling me that she had she was eating at a, a Chinese restaurant you know the other day and she had a moment where she just looked up and went anyone can walk in here right now with a gun and shoot all of us that's not something I think many people can relate to or can fully understand. Right. Or I don't know, I I can't speak for everyone, but just recognize your privilege, use it for a good cause. You know, that means having conversations with your friends, you know, sticking up, um, you know, when no one's around, like when there's not an Asian person around to defend them. When someone says a horrible joke about Asians, just, You know, being an ally means like being an ally, whether or not someone's looking, you know, to approve of your allyship. But yeah, I think, and definitely don't ask people what they are and where they're from because you'll get. Mixed answers on that, especially for me. I don't know.
0: (laughs) If if this podcast episode does nothing else, I hope that no one ever comes up to you and goes like, "So, like, but where are you from?" Um, Like, I hope no one ever asks you that again. I hope that's what that's all I care. I don't care what else comes from this podcast. I don't care if no one listens to it. But I don't want anyone to ever come up to you and go, "Where are you from?"
2: I I know that we didn't touch about it, talk about it during this podcast, but also yellow fever. Like, I definitely grew up thinking that was, like, some kind of, like, privilege for myself, right? But now that I look back on it, it's kind of creepy a little bit that they're... I had...
1: So, I'm sorry (laughs) to to interrupt, but I had... (laughs) This happened the other day, like, literally the other day. Like, sometimes I say that in years ago, but this was, like, a couple days ago. And they were talking about COVID, and then they were just like, yeah, the last thing was like the Spanish flu. And then they gestured to my direction. And like, I wasn't even offended. I thought it was like,
2: oh, no, I
1: was like, I just thought it was funny, like to some degree. Like I wasn't offended at the time. And like, I realized like
0: that's subtle racism, but like that happened. Hey, Gabe, I don't think it was very subtle racism. I think it was <laughs> true. I think it was pretty, pretty out there. Um, Can I, can I ask, so what, what, what do you mean? Elaborate more on the yellow fever comment.
2: I don't know. Like, I guess. So, like,
0: this I, isn't something that I've heard. I so, just I just don't know what you're talking no, okay. about. That's this is more me so, asking, what do you mean? I was
2: thinking about this the other day. I was watching um this other Instagram story, and he wrote an article about like yellow fever and um, you know, just like the desire that like men have to just only date Asian women, and essentially it's the reason why you know people are objectifying Asian women and looking at them as looking at them as just like objects or like sex toys. And in this case, the shooter specifically passed strip clubs, sex shops, and went straight for an Asian massage salon and killed these women. Why, you know, why specifically the Asian massage salon?
0: So the yellow, the yellow fever is speaking in terms of the over um, sexualization and and fetish fetishization of Asian, Asian women. women.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the first time I heard it.
2: No, yeah, I said that
0: I, way. I, I I've never, yeah, I've never heard of that before. Oh. Um.
2: Yeah. Also,
0: just the term "yellow." That's just so wildly offensive i don't understand where where did did, is this because of the yellow power rangers because i don't understand how did we get how how does that how is that something that in our minds we have rationalized and and said all of these years who came up with this this makes no sense to me
2: that is a good question definitely worth researching i don't know why specifically the color yellow is associated with asian
0: because i can see you right now and there is nothing yellow about you
2: so I like I don't colorblind. Don't... <laughs> oh yeah, you are.
1: <laughs> we're all gray. Gray fever.
2: Wandavision.
0: <laughs> I can get behind some gray fever uh, if we're talking Elizabeth Olsen in that first episode of Wandavision. Oh. If that's, let me yeah. tell you. Anyways, back to the you know the important uh, serious talk. Okay, serious. But yeah, Christmas Christmas no future.
2: Fever. I guess I don't know the fetish. Oh gosh, that word fetishization
0: of fet, fet fetish fetishization that's, fetishization
2: okay i said it yeah all right that works. that's a 50 dollar word yeah but um you know this like i don't know looking at asian women as some kind of sex object like i will say growing up i felt like the boys i always had crushes on had nothing to wanted nothing to do with me right like they all went for like the little white blonde girls and then as i grew up, and as I got older, all of a sudden, like, these same boys were like, ooh, but Annika's Asian, and that's exotic, and I I want to be an Asian girl, you know, and that also plays into, like, what we're seeing in the media and in entertainment, right, like, Fast and the Furious, um, Austin Powers had Fook You and Fook Me, like, those type of characters, this hyper-sexual character who's also Asian.
0: How do we how do we break that stereotype? I know I said that we were kind of winding down, but you've opened up a whole new can of worms. I hope you're okay with with the time um how do we break down that stereotype? because that's um it's it's not something that I can say that I've ever looked at an Asian woman and thought, oh, she's attractive because she's Asian. like I I think that I've again, and I think Gabe and I, we've had multiple conversations of this we can we've always been able to appreciate beauty for the sake of beauty right yeah um and, I and it's have no have no leash when it comes to <laughs> appreciate yeah like beauty. if if you hot you hot and i don't care what you what you look like i don't care where you're from <laughs> um so uh no but like i've i've never looked at the petite little blonde girl and thought oh that's that's what i want i think that's an interesting point you bring up of the, 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 change, the mentality, or maybe the upbringing, the experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we start to break down that stereotype? How do we, how do we create, how do we create a safer space mm-hmm. for an Asian woman like yourself?
2: I mean, it goes back to just like making sure that anytime you see an Asian female on TV, it's not like this, like hyper-sexualized version, you know, I mean, it's I haven't really seen too much of it. I touched. I talked about it a little earlier, right? Like that movie with Lucy Liu and Josh Hartnett, it was really the first time I saw a character that I was like, oh, like she's not super sexual. He's not with her because she's just Asian. You know, I, I she was also in Charlie's Angels, right? Lucy Liu. She's been mm-hmm. in a lot of things where it wasn't like this like over-sexualized character. I just think like putting more Asian people in roles that aren't stereotypical definitely will help.
0: Do you think – so one of the stereotypes that come to mind is, like, the the kung fu, karate kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we break down that stereotype? How do we create an Asian-safe Hollywood role that isn't based on their looks or their ability to do karate? Mm-hmm. Like, that seems like a simple thing.
2: I mean – Like, how do, how
0: do we do it? How do we do it?
2: Yeah, just – giving, you know, casting Asians and more well-rounded characters, not necessarily yeah. making them... Look- Showing
1: them doing something else.
2: Yeah! Like, like <laughs> karate or kung fu, like, I mean, I understand it is part of, you know, some of these cultures, Um, you know, like, part of their background, but, like, it's not the only thing. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I like, agree. continue the conversation. There's just...
0: No! No! no. fine.
2: <laughs> this is what
0: podcasting is... All, this is this is what we do. Um, so man, there's just so many thoughts going through my head with this. Um, and I, and I'm having a hard time organizing all of them. Uh, but Gabe, what, what do you say? What, what are some of the thoughts that you have? I guess we can, we can, again, we could try to close, but if, again, if a conversation's open opens up, we're not going to stop it. We don't stop the music. We don't stop the, the <laughs> anti-racism. We don't stop yeah. the beat. Um yeah uh so what what would you say in response to all of this Gabe what are your thoughts going through your head your pretty little perfectly sculpted <laughs> head <laughs> um yeah the the casting of things i think is really
1: important in tv movies etc because if we just just show any ethnicity doing more than their their one or two things that they're in their box for mm-hmm. just cast them doing anything else being just the neighbor not the spanish neighbor not the asian neighbor not the black neighbor just the neighbor or just the you know just just <laughs> happened to work You're in the office, the co-worker yeah yeah so not just like he works in my office but also knows kung fu you know how they are they always know kung fu so stuff like that and then i've over the last couple of years just have really been like last two years or so been really focused on like, okay, when I have kids, I want to make sure they are very like cultured and knowing like a lot of other entities and like befriending everybody and just educated as much as they can. So they're not, a lot of this comes from ignorance. And so I just want them to not be in a place of
0: ignorant when it comes to people. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to, so, like, when I was was living in Florida, which I think was about three years. Um, at least. At least. Um, you know, there wasn't that old sense of culture or pride in, in Orlando as a city. Um, I think about when I was living downtown Chicago, I couldn't go to a White Sox game without On the Way Home going with my friends and stopping in Chinatown because it was a one stop difference from the White Sox park and right above it on the red line was the Chinatown stop and thinking about growing up with that right at my fingertips. While I did, while I still don't know a ton about the Asian community, I think that there has always been this sense of um, respect, looking at the culture, the, the sculptures, the art, um, even just the way the buildings are designed. Carmen um, definitely appreciates the food. I definitely appreciate <laughs> the food. Um I have had Chinese well, a Thai food at least three times a week since moving back home to Illinois because my favorite Thai restaurant is five minutes away from where I'm living. And they also make the world's best smoothies. And you can quote me on that. Um <laughs> So, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time thinking of how we can make an impact to the education of people, the sharing of culture when we don't have culture like that at our fingertips. Not everywhere has access to a Chinatown five minutes away from where they are. Not everyone has. We we have the internet. We have the internet, valuable resources. The
2: what? (laughs)
0: uh,
1: Everybody has a phone nowadays. It's there's resources out there. You just got to be willing to find them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and want to
0: find them. Yeah. Yeah. Like podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any, any final thoughts? I think that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good point to, to end on. Use social media, use, use your resources. Um, don't be afraid to say that you were wrong. Yeah. Don't be afraid to allow yourself to become educated. Um, don't be afraid to humble yourself and acknowledge when you didn't know something. Um, what else, uh, what else do I want to add to that? Don't be afraid to what? Punch a racist in the dick. <laughs> Eat, yep. I like that one. Um, so yeah, that's your favorite one. so far. <laughs> oh man oh, just like yeah you know, keep
2: you... learning there's so many resources out there and um yeah just continue to to like, keep learning about like other people that don't look like you you know you surprise yourself learn something new we got the the internets out there at our fingertips
1: <laughs> the what's oh, true the
2: internet. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <Tim> <laughs> <trying to> <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i love it okay well annika it has been a true pleasure having you on Thank you. um i hope that we can have you back on again when uh hopefully uh hopefully nothing obviously tragic happens but i hope that the next time we have you on it's it's uh, triumphant news. It's a change in the community. It's a, a successful movement. I hope that those are the kind of things we can share the next time you're on. Um, and I hope that we can continue to share your story um, and, and share a story that needs to be told through this medium. Um, so we'll make sure any resources that you want put in the podcast mm-hmm. are going to be listed. Um, do you want to share uh, your Instagram, your social media, if any of our listeners want to follow you and follow your uh, success or is that not something that you would want to put out there?
2: Um, well, my profile is currently private, but you can find me on Instagram. Once I make it public um, at actually underscore Anika.
1: I was just loving looking it up. It. Cause usually I do the tags at the end. Um, I, that's why I was on my phone. And I was like, is she still
2: Anika Skywalker? <laughs> it's <changed several> times. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is single. That is the, 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 the single greatest instagram name i have ever heard in my entire life also um i i followed you yesterday or earlier today or something so um just know that if you don't follow me back i i will never um be your friend again jump off a bridge yeah it's
1: okay two of our guests haven't followed me back and all of our guests follow well except for one and then she finally you guilt tripped uh lily into following you back
0: yes so (laughs) (laughs) One of our other friends, uh, well, another friend of Gabe's came on uh, and she taught us it's all about cosplay, uh, our, our cosplay episode. Mm-hmm. And um, she had posted a story and I saw it and I go, oh man, I could see your story, but you can't see mine because you don't follow me.
2: <laughs> oh my God. And I then she's like, right and then. Now.
0: <laughs> i'll Yo, confirm but, it i'm gonna i'm gonna go right here i'm gonna but not everybody that's been on
1: follows carmen we still have two guests that i know and one of them's fucking Dell. i'm gonna yell at him next time he's on the <laughs> podcast i want to get i want to trap him i want to invite him on the podcast and just berate him about not following me for I'm an hour
0: happy, and a half i'm happy to be your accomplice in that mission great i i, well, I assure you so well I, i'm gonna message him tonight and be like
1: hey man you gotta come back on the show we'd love to have you let's talk fucking disney and then just immediately out the gate so, you know how the TikToks that are like, I can't think of a good one right now, but it'll be like, go clean your room. Parents love to be like, go clean your room. And then the music goes low and then it goes like, it plays like suspenseful music. And then they start going like, don't come in my room. You clean my room. Do you know what I'm talking about? No.
0: I don't have TikTok. Uh, I have no okay. idea what you talking about. Well,
1: they're on like Instagram and stuff now. I'm going to try to find one, but it's like a thing where it's like, people love to say this and then they say something dramatic back at him and then the music goes down oh, to like some dramatic like detective sounding yeah music uh, suspenseful music i don't know
2: wait important question, Anyways. though Gabe, did you find the video of you dressed up as squirtle
1: i did but i probably have lost it since oh, because okay. i went to your instagram to find oh actually nope i'm right here i have one with a little captain america
2: there you are.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Had, it made me smile because I tagged you in the in the boomerang one that you yeah, took. There me he is. I,
2: that's what I'm talking in this turtle that you
0: found. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> She's having a shell of a time. All uh, right. Also, I can confirm Annika followed me back, yeah. so I feel good about that now. My what life is complete. Fuck, <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so we sign off every episode with if you got a dream, go and chase it. But I feel like uh, we should just end with Bring kind it of back. With don't don't yeah, let's do it. Go ahead and, and start
1: it up, Gabe. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Follow all the socials at Jim Little Gabe at Official at Catholic Kelki at do thoughts pod. And as always, don't
0: be Carmen. Racist. Don't there be racist. <laughs> that's what we're not that's what we're not being. We're not gonna be racist. And if you see someone being racist. Uh, Gabe gave you permission to punch him right in the dick.
1: <laughs> every single one.
0: Every single every single one. Every <laughs> single dick they have. Uh, anyways, have a good week, guys. Thank you all for listening. Be an ally. There's going to be some resources in the uh, link here. Annika, it's been a treat. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you guys so much for allowing me
0: tell to you you me like story. Captain America. <laughs> Wait, you interrupted her. What, 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 did you, what did you say? Oh, I just said yeah, thank sorry. you guys
2: so, so much for letting me um, come on here and tell my story. I appreciate
1: that. Of course. Of course. Any time.
2: You're always welcome. Appreciate you. Always welcome. All right. Thank you.